Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Brad, they got you working hard over there, man. Just trying to keep it together, man. <laughs> You're doing such a fantastic job keeping it together. Happy Friday, December the 22nd. That's J.R. Moore. I'm Brad Carson, and What's this up? is the Jason and John Show for Friday. You have your... Friday. You have your... Memphis State University throwback shirt. I do. Shirt on I love today. this sweatshirt. My wife got me this sweatshirt for I think for Christmas a few years ago. Yeah. Well, I think when they f- first licensed the the MSU logo and started selling the retro logo. Yeah. Uh, she got me this, and I, this has been a f- like I love it. I like the throwback. And, and almost every time I wear it, somebody says something to me about it. it. Almost every time. It's wild because when I first moved here, it's a great logo. It, it was a two thousand and four. They were still Memphis State. And yeah. I, or, or just, no, or no. Just, they had it, just switched? That maybe? was in 92 when they changed it. Right after Penny left is when they changed it. People were still calling it Memphis it, State. But it like took, it, didn't, it didn't leave their lexicon. It, it took like 15 years for people to get out of calling it Memphis State. To start staying it. But like, it, yeah. when Bobby Knight was, was, uh, was calling games, like when he was a color analyst on ESPN, yeah. dude, he called Memphis, Memphis State he, so many broadcast. times. The whole He could not change. And that was like in 08. It also is a little bit of that taking pride in saying it. Yeah. To like, that you, you know, knew. You rem- F the man. I you know remember a, when? Yeah, I, yeah. I'm Memphis State. And it's, you I know when? it's the University of Memphis, but I, yep. this is me, you know, so it's it's kind of cool. But I do like the throwback stuff. I do like, I think, like, even though I get it, I understand why they went to University of Memphis. Yes. It just it has a more a more upscale sound. Yes. The MSU with a Leaping Tiger logo even though, it's, even though it's roughly the same thing mm-hmm. as the M with the Leaping Tiger, this one looks better. I will say the Tiger face is, um, it, it's it's a little, it, it's a, and they might have improved the face of the Tiger. Maybe. But the the av, the most the whole logo is pretty cool. I think this whole logo is pretty hip. It's pretty hip. It's pretty awesome. And they got the court rolling now. You get the, yeah. the they, they took the, the uh, penises off the court. <laughs> it's key. So it's key. So, it's, it's, it's so we are we are excited because we're, it is Friday. Excited about, excited. That. about that transition. <laughs> that was unfortunate. <laughs> so it's exciting Friday here on Jason and John. We pump up uh, the Pointer Sisters and we get excited for Friday. Today on the show, if we're uh, looking ahead, we have Evan Cohen from Unsportsmanlike. Uh, the 92.9 Morning Show, he'll join us next at 1125. Pete Pranica in Hour 2. Jeffrey right back for Hour 3 before the uh, Giannato and Jeffrey experience it too. So... Uh, good night last night for the Memphis Tigers. I'll start or for the Memphis Grizzlies. Excited. Memphis Grizzlies last night and John Morant's home return to FedEx Forum was probably number one A on the list. Buddy, I mean, could uh, could it have gone any better? No. It could not have. No, and it that was is, awesome. That is all the reason to be excited. It, it's like I'm 
I'm tiptoeing in with full excitement because I'm yep. I'm uh, I'm a little hesitant. It's like it's like you I'm, don't want to be too excited. That's exactly right because I'm a little hesitant. It's like when you uh, when you when you've broken up out of a relationship and you yeah. meet the next person and and they seem perfect and you're like, oh, I just don't want to jump in too fast. Yeah, you don't want to get hurt. I don't want to get hurt again. I don't want to get my hopes up too much and that and, and then they've they've dug too big of a hole. Yeah. However. It does solidify that, granted, John Morant stays playing mm-hmm. and healthy, that we have, a at least until April, yeah. a fun Grizzlies basketball. So last night, what really— Last night was a blast. Last night was fun to watch. You had uh, marching bands out front of FedEx Come Forum. on now. Uh, we had Derek Rose on the mic yeah. before the, the game, speaking of Memphis. A- am I—maybe I'm just unaware of things. Is that normal? That they what they do that is normal. Okay. The, the league has started doing this as and it's they usually take star players or a representative of the team and they do put them on the mic like they're a, like they're really? a hype man. And they do this in all the markets and you see it in the All Star game with Steph Curry. You see it with LeBron in Los Angeles. It's actually one of the things the league has okay, done. Okay, this is that, a, that is actually something they do. I wasn't aware of that. I was yes, like, no. I love Derrick Rose. I, but I know there are fans Rose, right now shaking their hand. Derrick Rose yeah. on the mic as a hype man. I was like, ah, what is happening well, right let's, now? Let's talk about that for a second. One of the things about Derrick Rose landing back in Memphis that I've been struck by is this is a different Derrick Rose than the one that left. Buddy. Not, and obviously. Obviously, you grow as a human. Yes. But even just his comfort level, he I've never heard him talk this much. No, and he's he's thoughtful. Not that he otherwise wouldn't be thoughtful, but he's he outspoken. Ar- he can articulate yes. his thoughtfulness. It's not a shy. It's not like this very and I'm shy not kid. stereotyping a basketball player here. I'm saying the obvious thing because he was a very shy. Gary Parrish used to talk about yeah. the, the first interview they did. The sit He's just a very shy person. Yeah, he, it wasn't that he couldn't talk. It's that right. he didn't talk. He was shy, and so now. You know he's he's collecting art. He's talking to yeah. Elliot Perry. He is uh, a big part of the leadership on this team. But the real leader is clearly John Morant. That's the thing. John Morant has made John Conchar and Zaire Williams all world players. Man. With Conchar going right there, starting six for six, two blocks, looked really good. Zaire looked the part. Conchar's off the bench. blocks, man. Those, what is going those on? Those blocks Conchar had were yeah. Zaire had two man, blocks for the culture. Uh, Zaire off the bench with eighteen minutes and sixteen points. Conchar, 21 minutes, six. That's just role players, obviously, but they look like what they've looked like in the past before these first 25 games. Well, if that they're getting to do what they are designed to do. Right. It's, they're, they're not being asked to do more than it required John Morant put, help, helping them be yeah. in the, their des- designated place. Yep. And in their designated place, they look great. A- as I tweeted last night, it just it looks a lot better when he's – it just works better. When 12's on the floor, he makes miraculously, right? you know, everybody is three times better to a man when John Moran is on the court. And the, that is the, by ev- far, and he's also the leader on the that's team. That's right. Everybody's shots are a little bit more open. Yep. They have a little bit better looks than they previously had. It, we talked about this yesterday about yeah. Desmond Bain. But, buddy, they were, he had like four, I mean, wide open. If you want to take a dribble before you shoot it wide open. and there, He, he sh- was not getting those looks during the no, first 25 games. he should never. He's such a good shooter. He should never be that open. And I mean, he, because of Ja yep. and the and the, the attention he, like, creates. He gets a, when he's driving the lane. He demands. There were a couple where he did the driving kick to Bain, and I thought, man, he's he's almost too wide open compared to how he used to be. Oh, and man. he missed a couple early. But yes. Bain, um, had th- you know, Bain had 31 points last night. He was the scorer in 36 minutes. Jaron with 21. And Ja with 
a plus 15 night, 20 points. Just he is he's the leader of the team. I know that's an obvious thing to say, but he is, seen, yeah. he is so far and away the leader that they respond to. It sounds it's 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 that's like sounds like you're being captain obvious. Yes. But when you've watched 25 games of him not being there, and like and I think again, I think Dez and Jaron are awesome. I Those are too. awesome basketball players, yeah. but they just he just does something different. Chris Feel it's just so different with him out there. And Chris Harrington had a stat to back up what you're saying, which is that prior to Jaw's return, this is from uh, I think it was uh, cleaning the glass was his side here. Bain and Jaron on the court are in the the 100 percentile in terms of performance in mm-hmm. the NBA when when they're off, it's two percent prior to Jaw. Wow! So they literally are just. They're at the basement. There's nothing there yeah. when those two are off the floor. And now with the third leader right. being John Moran, it's it's just so obvious. And then you go to the scene after the game that was excited. very exciting, which is streamers, the only the second only time. Sec- man, it's crazy. They've only won two home games. Two. And we're in December, the end of December. It's nuts. But man, that does it 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 really makes you appreciate it. It really does. After the game, Josh said to Rob Fisher, don't make me emotional out here in front yeah. of the camera. It was a very touching moment. His daughter is, is right there. How adorable and is she? She's beautiful. My was kids were watching with me last night. They were like, who is that? She is a, she's the a cutest she's kid. She's a doll, yeah. yeah. That was that was very sweet. So the whole scene, this is my family here, he said. It was a yeah. really nice, nice night. And and Jeffrey was really down this morning. Jeffrey's been working his butt off, by the way, Buddy. so I, I can understand it. <laughs> you and Jeffrey keeping the lights on around here. So, you know, Jeff is at an airport at 5 o'clock in the morning with yep. a, at the line at, uh, at, you know. Yeah, did he, he make it? He made it through. All right. Uh, he had Drew on this morning, also went through the airport. You know, Chris was nice enough to join him, and then Jeffrey will be holding it down at 2. But Jeffrey was pretty down this morning, and I, I reminded him, and this is not the excited moment. This is so we can feel better about ourselves. Yeah. That last night, it was the 25th straight loss in a row for the Detroit Pistons. Buddy, I, I, I wrote that down. I don't know if we we're going to bring that up now or later. But we'll that get back is... to it, and we can go further in depth in it. But hey. from, the, from the outside looking in, it, it made me think about the first 25 games and sort of be glad we had six wins. I mean, let's say, even as bad as that was, it can be worse. It can be worse. It can be worse. And then I looked across from them in the line score, kind of looking at some of the NBA, because frankly, I haven't paid attention as much as I should yeah. until Ja returned. Right. Utah's not that great no, either. No, they're like, not good either. So there are teams, and I even brought up San Antonio. Which makes losing to Utah twice makes you disgusted is how bad as they are. Which, it does kind of make you be like, hey, what? Yes. WTF. D- and so, you know, Jaron pointed out that the goal is to get back to 500, and I get that. It is to get to back to 500, and it's a game-by-game thing and all those cliches. But you start with the next game being in Atlanta against a 12-15 and 15 Atlanta team, and now you have John Moran, and then suddenly you feel like that's a must-win game if you're trying to get back to 500. It feels like every game is a must-win game. It feels like unless you're playing top of the uh, standings teams yeah. that you have to beat everybody. Like, if, uh, like if you're playing... If you're playing the Nuggets or the Celtics, you'll be like, all right, we can concede those. But it feels like you have to beat everybody else. So we are excited that the Grizzlies have John Morant back and we have his home return. It was a beautiful night. We are excited. We're excited. Thank you, Jason Smith. So what else is on the list for uh, J.R. Moore music? You know what? I'm excited for... Tomorrow and good Tigers basketball. Yeah, me too. I'm excited to have a... Excited. Like, it, it helps that you get carryover of excitement from the Grizzlies, but yep. I'm ex- I'm stoked to have a ranked on CBS... Yeah. Like, get them in front of the entire nation Tiger basketball team and remind everybody 
that how great of a pro- historic program that the Tigers are and that they're good this year and worth paying attention to. I love college basketball, honestly, more than the NBA. Uh, Missouri plays Illinois tonight, and that should be a good one. And, and really, you'd like Missouri to try to win that so they can improve their record yes, for you because 100%. you beat that team. And you're sort of rooting for these teams that you've, oh, you've yeah. beaten, you know, whether it's the losses or the wins because you're trying for your whole record right. and, and your resume to go like, up. No matter the rivalries, even the local yeah. rivalries of whether it's Ole Miss or mm-hmm. Arkansas, regardless of those, you now are cheering yeah. for those teams because you want – if Ole Miss does well in the SEC – and yeah, it goes undefeated. You want that? <laughs> you want that at the end of the year? The committee yeah. to be like, oh, well, loss at Ole Miss is no big deal. Mm-hmm. Of course, I mean that's that's a good loss. That's right. If you want to call it a good loss, and you want Arkansas to be a good win and Missouri to be a good win. So that's right. We're I'm I'm now cheering for those teams to excel as much as possible. I'm excited about the Tigers game too, Jr. Like they play Vanderbilt, and I think. We want to be excited about the Tigers, but at the same point, you now need to avoid the losses to a team like Vanderbilt That's on right. national That's television right. on a Saturday afternoon at FedEx Forum. It's still fun because Vandy is still a brand name. Yeah, that's true. Like, even though they're not good, and and but they're typically good, and it's a it's a name. It's, it is a name that everybody knows. Mm-hmm. And so having them come into your into your building on CBS is a big deal. It, it feels bigger than a VCU. It feel it feels or or a month from now when it's uh, oh, Charlotte or North <laughs> Texas Tulane, yeah, or Tulane. You know, it does yeah. feel bigger than that. So even though they're not good, yeah. you still have Jerry Sackhouse on the other bench. Fair and for, like for now, for now, for now. <laughs> so yeah, let, let, let's appreciate why we still have let's, Jerry to play against. I think we've found something else to be excited about. Excited. We get to witness Jerry Stackhouse. We get Jerry Stackhouse yeah. coming back in the FedEx Forum. So I'm good with that. It does feel, That's even great. though they're bad, it feels bigger than maybe yeah. their record. And so I, that makes me excited. I, I think that's a Put good Put them one. on Big Boy TV. Excited. Uh, also excitement for the weekend. And it's Christmas time. It is. I'm excited that we have NF three days of NFL football. Oh, that, excited. That's a good one. That because then we're now in bowl game season, yep. the NFL's like, whew, we can finally play games on Saturday. It's true. And they're going to play them on Saturday, and then on, on Christmas Eve, full slate of games. Yes. And then on Christmas Day, three football games. That's pretty, like, that's no. that's exciting. Well, I was even happy to turn on Amazon. I was, too. So I flipped off the Grizzlies game after I watched some of the, the post game. Did the exact same I did. Thing. You know what? I was in the NBA spirit, so I flipped over to NBA TV first, and I saw the Lakers playing. I think the Timberwolves. Okay. And then it was just sort of like I rem- I liked the John Moran. Let me go to the NFL. Yeah. So I flipped on Amazon. Yep. And it was actually, and to your point, you called this out. And I was wrong. It, it it was a it was a fun little game. Rams scored late there, and then actually Saints, Saints had a scored mini late. Comeback. Yeah, they had the comeback at the end. Yep. I should say the the. When I flipped yeah. it on after the Grizz yeah. game, I was like, "Oh, this is a blowout." They and made I it mean, a game within minutes. Yeah. It was no longer a blowout, and it like actually became interesting. So that was fun. So I enjoyed that game, and and Matthew Stafford and the Rams actually looked like a Dude, team that can make some noise. The Rams are scary. I agree. I don't. With you. I, don't th- I think if. If you're these teams, if you if they make their way in the playoffs, yeah. you don't want to play them. No, I mean, and I, who would have saw it coming at the at the beginning of the season? It what, looked like it was over before it am started. I, do, am I, maybe I'm not remembering this correctly, but weren't the Rams? Weren't they uh, without actually publicly saying we're yeah, tanking? It felt weren't like, they yeah. tanking? I think that yes, there were vibes. Then they because they were because we all assume that McVeigh is was good. leaving. I thought we were assuming McVay was going to like leave. They were after saying this maybe year. retire, retire, yes. retirement. I heard retire was the word. That's what I heard. Yeah, he was going to retire and like they're rebuilding and like. Well, you're not usually engaged as a team when you feel like your head coach is probably going to retire. I right? guess. Right. 
right? Yeah, like you say, he wasn't going to get fired. He was safe, but ret- retirement Retire- was the word. Like it just, yeah, yeah it wasn't. Mm-hmm. And they were just going to kind of rebuild it. That, well, that was the vibes they were giving off. And then suddenly, and they were bad at the beginning of the They year. started out with, yeah, they had a loss. Of course, they played a pretty good schedule, too. And they knocked out the Seahawks, but then they got, got beat in a decent game. They played against the Niners. They lost to the Bengals in a close game. You know, they lost to the Eagles. Their schedule was really tough Aren't early. Aren't they just now above 500, though? They are above five. They're eight and seven. Eight and seven. Second in the NFC they, West. And they ju- this is the first time all year they've been above five hundred, mm, right? Seven and seven going in. That's right. Yeah. So, so they've built to this point, and so, they've got the Giants next. So presumably they'll go to nine, nine and seven. seven. And then they'll have the Niners. That's an L. That's tough. But well, you you have the Niners, but you have, might have the Niners resting people because they may have wrapped yeah, up that's a good home point. field advantage. And so yeah. you have a team that's hot at the in, at the right time. I'm excited Wasn't there a Giants this. team that won a Super Bowl by doing something stupid like yeah, this? Yeah, I've heard about by that. getting smoking hot at the end of the year. Yeah. How about that? Well, and for teams that, you know, for fans of teams who were tanking, it's been a strange year. Like John has talked about the Raiders all season long, and then they got the Chargers coach fired, but they don't look like they're tanking because they have a coach who's trying to keep that job. Yeah. So they're not tanking. Like, Bears, same way, you know? Exactly right. The the NFL is exciting. I have I am excited about it, and this is going to be self serving. But follow me here. I've got okay. money on the line because I'm in the running for the fantasy ninety two nine league right now. I'm in a couple too. Are you in the running? Not in. Uh, yes, I'm like in, for the. You're I'm at in the some end? playoffs. Yes, you're in the playoffs, and I'm trying to win some money. Playoffs. Playoffs. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what else do you have planned for besides NFL weekend? You know, uh, so. Here's something else I'm excited about, and I'm excited about this every year. Yeah. Now, my family regularly calls me a Grinch because I don't, I don't get in the holiday spirit on Thanksgiving weekend like the rest of my family does. Okay. My my house, my wife, my wife's birthday is November 17th. She, what she wants for Christmas or for her birthday every mm-hmm. year is for the Christmas tree to be up and decorated the week of her birthday. Ugh. That's before Thanksgiving, and I'm That's so and, stressful. And so I'm like, it is November. And I get accused of being a Grinch all the time by not decorating enough or not being in the holiday spirit. And they're not totally wrong. It's just I just don't <laughs> go on on December 1st. I'm not all in. However, I do love Christmas morning. And so... I do too. Christmas morning is is like, I love the vibe of that mm-hmm. and, the, and the glow of the Christmas tree and Santa Claus has come and the presents and watching the kids get excited about their presents. Oh, yes. Now, you know, your kids uh, are younger, too, and they're in... I have 9 and 11. So Santa Claus is going to be coming to town. Yes. Oh, this is exciting, JR. Yeah. You're in the prime Christmas years. Oh, big time. So exciting. Yes. We're, we're hanging on by a Have you been a good boy this year? I, I have been such a good boy. Are, you're I'm not going to get getting, coal in your stocking? I should not get coal in my stocking. I better not. So Me we, and Santa have to have some So words. you don't have to travel for Christmas, though. Do not know. My, my in-law, my parents live in town. My in-laws mm-hmm. um, live in town. That's exciting. And my wife's brother, who lives in Fayetteville, uh, actually comes in town oh, great. with all his kids. And so it's it's cousin time right nice. now. Yeah. We are going to scenic. Um, this is a major travel expense. And it's it's hard because, you know, you got to battle the airport and the traffic. But uh, Coldwater, Mississippi um, <laughs> is where we're going. Man, the flight to Coldwater is—it's uh, a challenge. The commute, you yeah. know, because you got to battle. Yeah, you got to battle fifty-five south. You really do, you know. And then that exit ramp right before you get to the slough. Man, um, you know, Independence High School traffic and what have you. Uh, yeah, what have you? It's really it's tough a real down bitch. there. I, so, no doubt. I'll get my uh, moonshine and head south. 
and then we're going to Southern Illinois, which is. Are more, you going to Illinois? Yeah, we are. We're gonna, but we're doing it different. We're not going for Christmas this year. We're gonna stay home for Christmas. Okay. So Santa Claus can visit us, take a few days, and then Thursday we're gonna go to Southern Illinois to right. Mount Olive, Illinois. Mount Olive. Mount Olive in the in the breadbasket of Southern Illinois. Love it. When people, when you say Illinois to people here, they think your your Yankee ass is going to Chicago. That's right. That's right. But Southern Illinois is very redneck. It's more redneck than the South. Absolutely. Those people are bananas. Yeah, like Southern you know, Indiana yeah. and Southern Illinois it's are, redneck-y. are very rednecky. I grew up a redneck. Yeah. Hunting and fishing and yeah. farming and bailing. And so, I'll, as I told my boss, Dan, who brought in some tequila, shout out to Dan Barron shout the tequila. Out. We're about to uh, do shots on the air. I got some for you. <laughs> so... We will go Thursday through Sunday, which is about as long as we can pallet. Sorry, Mom and Dad, if you're yep. listening. You, they're just older. Sure. And they live on a farm. Right. And so we're going to go there. I'll go to the VFW. Dig it. We'll go to the Moose Club. Oh, okay, we'll go to the, the Moose Club. We, the Moose Club is a highlight of the trip. <laughs> we go to, uh, and the v, they have a turkey shoot, too, where you take little kids and guns. Yeah. Great combo. Put the bales of hay out there. You shoot at the targets, and you can see if you can win the free turkeys. <laughs> I thought you were going to shoot the turkeys, so I guess this is... I mean, you can shoot turkeys if you find them, but it's not, I don't think it's season yet. You know, so we're going to do that. And then uh, we do the drawing. We go to Turner Hall. We go to the Union Hall. We go to the uh, the VFW. Yeah. And uh, hang out on the farm, and then we'll be back next weekend. Man, that sounds... Ex- that's, uh, you talk about something to be excited about. I'm excited. That right? I'm excited. Mount Olive. In the house. Mount Olive, here we come. Oh, I love it. So uh, excited to have you this week. I appreciate you joining me on the show. I'm excited to be here. It's been a good week. It and has actually been, been stories since John Moran has returned. But you know what? Uh, like, this is the first time I ever guest hosted was summertime, nothing happening. Oh, it and was we were, tough. And we did this for a week, and we did every food competition we could think of. Uh, I don't it think was, today we won't do that. It was, it was something. And... Uh, it's fantastic to have sports to talk about. It really, well, and the Jaw and the Tigers, it, th- those are the two big stories. Yes, right now. absolutely. So that, that goes without saying. So I will uh, I will leave you with the, the excited music there. And so the Pointer Sisters, this is the most play the Pointer Sisters have had all hey, year. Hey, dig right the Pointer Sisters. Uh, one of my yeah. favorite songs by the Pointer Sisters, it was when I was a kid especially, and I still love it. Newton Dance? No, it's Fire. Their version fire. of Fire by the Pointer Sisters. It, what's crazy is that I was an adult, and I mean a grown adult, yeah. before, until I learned that Bruce, Bing, Bruce Springsteen wrote that song and had his own version. The only version I ever knew. Bruce wrote Fire? Yes, and had his, he released his own version. Fire. Yeah. Romeo and Juliet. Like that song it's too. It's a great song. It is a great song. Uh, he had his yeah. own. He had his own. Like released his own version. Wrote it, and then the Pointer Sisters well, covered it, and that's the version I knew, and I love that version. Somehow, maybe I'll play that coming out for Evan, and we'll have to explain that to our the host of the morning show, Evan Cohen, uh, host of Unsportsmanlike, is next. Now back to the Jason and John Show, live from the Leaders Credit Union Studios. Let Leaders Credit Union champion your financial story at leaderscu.com slash ESPN. 92.9 FM, ESPN. Turn on the radio. Today, Ingram Hills, J.R. Moore, along with producer Brad Carson in studio. He is the host of Unsportsmanlike. Mornings on 92.9 FM ESPN from 5 a.m. to 9 a.m. And he's here with us now. Evan Cohen, the host. Evan, I know you are about to bust out of there. You're probably uh, ready for a round of golf in Florida. I watched you on television and then on 92.9 this morning. How are you, sir? I'm good, guys. How are you? 
I'm good. I'll have, I'll have JR explain why we're coming in <laughs> playing the Pointer Sisters Fire for some odd-ass well, reason. Well, we had an entire segment in the first about I'm So Excited where we played I'm Pointer yes. Sisters I'm So Excited for literally 20 straight minutes yeah, on like, an entire we're, segment. We're excited. We play it and we talk about what we're excited about in John Morant. And right? then I just explained that that my I, one of my favorite songs as a child was Fire by the Pointer Sisters and that I had no idea until I was a grown adult that Bruce Springsteen wrote and Released his own version of that song, but the version that I love the most is still by the Pointer Sisters. So, see, and Evan is in North. I mean, he's in the Northeast a lot of the time now, so you can probably be into the uh, Bruce Springsteen. Music. I didn't even realize Bruce did that song. I got to be honest with you. Here's the weird thing: I have actually developed a liking for Springsteen way later in my life, and and I'm not saying like I'm an Uber fan sure. of Springsteen, but I was at a concert. So, I, yeah, I'm from New York, as Brad mentioned. I'm from New York and went to the University of Wisconsin, moved to South Florida for, you know, 15 years, 10 years, whatever it was that I was living in South Florida, working at ESPN West Palm before I went to Sirius X7 and then obviously now on your station in the mornings, which yep. I'm thrilled to, about. Um, so I developed this liking for Springsteen within the last five years, but it's for the dumbest freaking reason. I love the band The Killers, and Springsteen loves The Killers, and they've actually done songs together. Oh, wow. Yep. And so the weird thing is I went to a Springsteen concert 100 years ago in Florida, and I sat there, and this is on me, not on Bruce. I sat there bored out of my mind. I had no idea for any of the songs, and I was totally lost. And I know both of you have huge music backgrounds, if I'm not mistaken. We do, And so you guys know this stuff inside and out, but I love the killers, and I'm like, wow. Bruce kind of, like, granted the killers this greatness by doing a song with them. (laughs) I should now like him as a result. That's funny. You can't find, guys, you cannot find a dumber reason for liking a guy than that. That That is the dumbest reason of all time. Well, normally, if you're if you're a if you're fi- above fifty and a sports media member, then your favorite uh, band is Bruce Springsteen it's and the Band. If you're below fifty, it's Jason Isbell. So it seems <laughs> am, University of below, Memphis guy. It really is. Yeah. Here's the thing: my favorite band, The Killers, but I'm more of a hip hop guy. Oh, so, like, I'm, that. I'm I'm forty three. Yep. Hip hop, R and B, and then like pop music, and like I'm like a little bit of a teeny. See, I don't know. I actually don't know what I am. I'm a forty three year old guy from New York, so I got a little hip hop in me. I'm I also love kind of like an eleven. Year old girl, where I like, like, you know, <laughs> well, yeah. boys and sync. Yes, so I got a little bit of everything. I like it. I'm, I'm with you on the Killers. I'm 100 percent a Killers fan. I had no idea that that Bruce and the Killers uh, did anything together, and so now I have to go look that up. You know who doesn't? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, it's okay, Evan. We're excited about Springsteen. Go ahead, please. No, I was just say when you look at that, it's Dustland Fairy Tale, I believe, is the song they did together. So Bruce then went on a killer song that previously existed. They made it into their version of it. Oh. Awesome. That's rad. Okay. Oh, you're mad about that? No, I said said that's rad. As in that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. He has his 90s outfit on today, so he used the word (laughs) rad somehow to identify that. Uh, When was the last time, Brad, you heard the word rad? Just now. Just that. That is what? What is going on? You can tell it's the day before the Christmas break for the staff here. Because first of all, we're on the air, and That's right. second of all, you're nice nice enough to join us. Watch this segue. Evan Cohen from Unsportsmanlike on ninety two nine FM ESPN with is so kind to join us. And he, you are in Florida, by the way, aren't you in Palm Beach? Like right now, I, you were on television, yeah. and yeah, and Mich- yeah, I'm in Florida yeah. right now. We were here all week, so I did tell Brad earlier we were emailing. And I'm like, I got to go to the airport because yep. um. This is the nice guy that I am. I've been here at the greatest hotel in the world, the Breakers on Palm Beach Island, for a week, and my wife and kids are home in New York freezing oh, cold. So actually, no. They're finally coming in here this week. And um, 
you know, this five-star beautiful hotel. Well, my time is up here, so we're renting an Airbnb that in some middle-of-nowhere place. So they're going to be thrilled with me. Well, you know, it's good so for I you. I here by myself. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very brave and heroic of you to scout out the, lo- the right locations and decide for when your family gets there, you need to move to somewhere else. That's right. So That's next right. time we're here, exactly this right. place would be great for you. But unfortunately, yeah, we're going to have four people in a studio apartment. That's instead. right. Oh, so That's wonderful. right. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm proud of you. Well, Evan, we were excited when you joined the morning show and, and started something really cool here because obviously coming from the NBA side with Sirius and now doing 92.9 Mornings, ESPN, and uh, just it's it's an NBA market, and it's also a basketball market here. I mean, we we – when folks are talking NFL nationally, which is great, and the and here in Memphis, it's a national product as well. We're sort of well. How would you describe us as an NFL market? We're more of a Dallas Titans. It's Dallas. It's a and hybrid. Titans. It's a it's hybrid really NFL hybrid. market now. Is really what it is. So, you know, we go right to basketball here, and and you know basketball more than anybody, having done it for so many years. Um, just describe what you're seeing with John Morant, because we have basically come to the the assumption that he is now. He is the team in a way. He is the leader of the team that, you know, Bain and Jaron are obviously part of that three-person core. But what we're witnessing is the clear leader on the team and one of the best players ahead of Tyrese Halliburton in the league in John Morant. Am I off in any of that? I wonder why the Tyrese Halliburton reference yeah. comes in after last night. Um, okay, so we're, we're on a music theme here. And we're talking about the 90s with rad and music. Let's talk about that as it relates to the Memphis Grizzlies. What you learned over the last 25 games, despite what happened in years past, because inexplicably, guys, the Memphis Grizzlies record without John Morant when Tyus Jones was there, the fact that it was as good as it was makes absolutely no sense to me. But it was great. You guys know that better than I do. But again, 90s rad music. What we learned... (laughs) is that NSYNC is not a group without Justin Timberlake fronting 100%. it. It's not, it's not that J.C. Chazé can't sing or Joey Fatone can't sing. It's that they're going to be much better when they're harmonizing instead of when they have a solo. And I think that's what we've seen with the Grizzlies. It's not that Jaron Jackson Jr. can't play. It's not that Desmond Bain can't play. We know they can. Each of them have had games of over 30 and over 40 this year. It's that... They're better harmonizing than isolating. And I think that what you've seen is this team was built clearly with John Morant as the front man, as the lead singer, and the backup singers, and I don't mean that, not backup singers, the other members of the group have different roles within the group. When asked to front, the team is not going to be as good as we've seen. What a fantastic analogy. That was beautiful. That is professional right there. round of applause. professional. I mean, well, you captured the beginning. Yeah, if, if you don't say rad, I never have that. I never have that if you don't say rad. Look at that, I, JR. I love it. Do you think there was, there, there was some talk um, about people somehow, or not somehow, a pit taking a little bit of a, a beef with Ja uh, saying after the first win in New Orleans that he was keeping receipts. Um, and And... Michelle Smallman from oh, right. the morning from show, the did show. This. yes, you know, your colleague, and, and so, and I think I feel like that was somewhat uh, misplaced. As in, I took it as Ja was keeping receipts. As in, he hasn't been part of the conversation of the best players in the NBA this year, mainly because you haven't seen him, but that, that people had forgotten about him, as opposed to him not taking responsibility for the mistakes he's made. How did you? Did that come across in any way different to you, or did you do you think it's um, just one of those things yeah. where he's been out of the public the public uh, uh, conversation? Yeah, 
I'm weird. I took those comments as all I could think about were the actual literal paper paper receipts that I keep. <laughs> Your wallet? Yeah. It's got yeah, for like tax purposes. In my, yeah. desk, in my desk, I have receipts, <laughs> to which I brought up on our show on Sportsman Life 5899, right yeah. here, um, that I was like, wow, I actually literally keep receipts from like dinners over a certain price point because I'm nervous about it from a tax perspective. That and, and I got destroyed like I'm 100 years old that I keep paper receipts. So before I answer the actual question, I'd like to answer your question with the question. Do you two, both of you, keep paper receipts? I 100% keep paper receipts. I But I got to the point where I was getting, so, I was keeping so many of them. Fat and wallet. I had these... I had these stacked manila envelopes of my receipts that I now pay for a little receipt app on my phone and I and I take pictures of the receipts and it keeps it organized. See, I'm old school, uh, you know, Evan, and we're talking to Evan Cohen from Unsportsmanlike Mornings here on 92.9. I am like uh, my parents who have boxes in their attic. Uh, I'm sort of like Michelle. I'm like the old uh, German Midwesterner folks who, you know, you have like the first dollar you ever made kind of dude. <laughs> right. You know, like yeah. I've got I've got receipts in my stacked wall. I still keep a damn checking account checkbook with a receipt thing and then yeah. I, I do deductions and I take it off like last night I had to pay for um, baseball uh, pitching stuff for my kid uh, and so we're there and I, I write a check and then I go back when I get in the car and I'm like okay minus fifty dollars yeah and so here's the balance I wow. have minus yeah wow. and here's the date like I still do that and and I only do it because I do realize that there's a digital thing and we're keeping receipts for job this is how we got on it but uh, yeah. I don't keep receipts Good about reason. Tyrese Halliburton I keep receipts about uh, things that, how much money I got, and it kind of help, helps me remember not to spend too much, maybe. Yeah. There we go. No, I, I love that. Uh, that's even further than I went on that. I love that. Brad. Well done by you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and it, it, I but, wish the okay. positive had more in there, by the way, but it doesn't. Right. There's more minuses, but continue. Well, I mean, yeah, I guess you could have Jaws paycheck. I need to be a, a salesperson on the side like you because you got 20 jobs, and you're not only doing that plus the morning show, so maybe I'm doing this wrong. Well, okay, yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> but here's the thing about the job, to answer the actual question that you asked. Yeah, thank you. I, I, okay, sorry. Um, so no, I look fault. at it, and, and I say that he is keeping the receipts of those who doubted him or wrote him off or said different things about his family. The problem, guys, that I have here is that, like, we didn't do this to him. He did this, yeah. right? Sure, absolutely. That's right. This is not us creating some narrative that wasn't there. Now, could some people, and I'm sure people around Memphis, and I get it, who know him better than the outside public or the national media like myself, would sit there and say, we were too harsh on him, he's a wonderful guy, this was overblown. I'm sure that conversation can be had. But nothing that happened was anything that people were reacting to that he didn't bring upon himself. That does not mean he should be in jail. That doesn't mean... He should not be able to work. That doesn't mean he shouldn't be able to live. That doesn't mean he sh- his life, the way he wants to live it, that doesn't mean he shouldn't be able to play basketball. It just means that everything up until this point, what has happened, he brought upon himself. So if you want to hold it against me or you guys, and you want to go out there and be angry about this, if you're John Morant, okay, so be it. But like, to use an old phrase that people use, point the thumb, not the finger on this one. Yep. But if that puts that chip on the shoulder for you guys, you know, rooting for the Grizzlies every single game, you know, who cares? Good. You're 2-0 and so far in John Moran games. That's a good point. Him being removed from the national conversation of of best players in the league, that is his own fault by him 
from, from him not being around. Getting to be on seen Instagram with a gun, and the, the commissioner told him not to. Yeah, you stuck however, your finger in a light socket. I do, and I think you may be right. Is that he's also one of those guys um, that I think has to create the chip, even if it's nothing, even to anybody else. Yeah. You'd be like, "What are you mad about?" But in order for him to to get to that place, in order to play and with the with the uh, the fervor and aggression and does, the, the, the motivation, I think he sure. has to. Cr- I yeah. think he has to find a way to create that. It's kind of like Taylor but Swift, but it's probably- so weird, Jr. And we're talking to Evan Cohen here on the line with us <clears throat> from uh, Unsportsmanlike Mornings on ninety two nine FM ESPN. It's weird to me, Jr. and Evan, because. You know, it's the same thing before the game and, and when we're talking about this here in the station. And yet after the game, we're doing a jersey exchange with Tyrese Halliburton and talking about how much of a great player he is and how chummy they are. The, to me, that is the right, weirdest right, thing right, about the right, league. Because it's 2023. I know. Not, I'm not, not used to it. grew up where guys like legitimately hated each other, yeah. right? So yeah. I, I got over that part of it a long time ago yeah, because I, I, just, I have to accept the fact that they're going to do the jersey exchange. Up the yeah, like, that's I don't fair. Get it. It's not like I, I wouldn't want to do that necessarily. I don't understand that part of it. Yep. But I want to go back to one thing that you guys said. So a long time ago when I was hosting here in West Palm, on ESPN West Palm, I did a weekly show with a member of the Dolphins, Jay Feely, with a kicker now with oh, CBS. Yeah. And, and do you remember Joey Porter, the linebacker? Yes. On the Steelers? Yeah, and yeah. he went to the he Dolphins the late, Dolphins. right? Yep, exactly right. And so every week, Joey Porter would be talking up a storm. And every week would give the opposition, quote-unquote, bulletin board material. (laughs) And I I remember asking Jay Feely on the air, I said, why does he do this? Why does he put this extra pressure on you guys that he gives the motivation to the other team every single week? And he said, that's not what he's doing. I said, well, then what is he doing? He said he's voluntarily putting the chip on his own shoulder to meet up to those expectations to motivate himself every single week. And I wonder if John Morant is now in that game of every day I am going to create that chip on my shoulder so I can meet the expectations. So I can sit there and say, Halliburton did this, or Brad and JR said this, mm-hmm. or Chris, Michelle, and Evan said this. And like, and we could sit there and say, well, no, we didn't. We didn't say that. That's not <laughs> how we did it. Maybe, maybe it's the yeah. I need to self-motivate every day to have that Game 7 championship fire yeah. For the 82 game regular season. Yeah. I, I actually think you're right. And it is, you're right about today's world and how people are motivated in communication and all that. There's no doubt about it. Evan Cohen is with us from 92.9 FM ESPN's Unsportsmanlike. And you can hear it uh, weekdays right here on 92.9 from 5 to 9. And you can also watch it on ESPN2 while you're at home, like I did last night or this morning. And then jump on the radio and listen to it on 92.9. Final question, because I want to let you get on with your, your holiday time here and get back to New York. If you want to settle down your life, go up to the big city there. Um, just general thoughts. You know, Josh says the team's just having more fun. Where do you see this team heading as they try to, you know, Jaron says the, the first goal is get back to 500. I would say just get a, a ninth win. But uh, what say you on the rest of the, the season and where we go here with, with Ja presuming health? When you're at, what, 11 games under 500 right now, getting back to 500 yeah. seems like an impossible yes. task. Here's the goal. Here's the goal if I'm the Memphis Grizzlies. To never have your team talked about for the rest of this regular season in the national media landscape, not one time. Yep. Your goal is to be quiet, not as people, but I mean storyline-wise. Right. To not provide storylines to people like me that are not taking the temperature of a team like you guys are every single day, right? Mm-hmm. You don't want to have a storyline of anything other than, wow, good game by job. The moment you want to re-enter the national conversation, 
or when the playoffs start. Until then, if we are never talking about the Memphis Grizzlies, that is a great thing for the Memphis Grizzlies because too many times over the last year, we have talked about the Memphis Grizzlies in a different way than we did when they were going head-to-head with the Golden State Warriors. Much different conversation. We're talking about them with IG Live videos, with parents of players, with guns, and alleged allegations with red laser lights. That's not the conversation you want to have because here's what happens. When you just win a solid game against the Pacers, you don't infiltrate a national conversation. That is a good thing. You want to kind of lay low for the rest of the season, and I think that, in my mind, is the biggest win for the Grizzlies. Let people like me restart talking about you when the playoffs roll around. Yeah, I think that's a good good point. And the the other good news is Dylan Brooks is no longer here, so that helps that (laughs) process too. Well, but here's the thing. Dylan Brooks is playing well. He is playing. He's, that is true. This is the problem: is that everything the Grizzlies and the Grizzly fans ever wanted out of Dylan Brooks, he's doing it in Houston, to where he's taking exactly less right. shots, he's deferring to the pecking order that is built in there, and he's playing hard defense, and he's making. But it was he's, gonna, here's the he's thing: taking yes. less shots and making more shots. And, but it's, it's, it, but it, he, yeah. he never, he never would have been able to do that there. No, I agree no, with you. Exactly yes, right. there you go. No. He, he, he needed to go through what he went through there yep. in order to be in Memphis in order to be that in Houston. That's exactly it's right. It's similar in a way where, like, weird comparison. But I know the Dallas Mavericks are always like, oh, wow, could you imagine if we still had Jalen Brunson? Well, Jalen oh, Brunson right. is not going to score 30 to 50 points a game, and like which he's done at different points of the season, if he was still in Dallas because Luka's there. Circumstances change. Circumstances matter. Yep. That's the reality of this. Like the Dylan Brooks you see in Houston would never have been able to be the Dylan Brooks you see in Memphis. He would have never been. You're not exiled from a team and come back to a team and change. It right. just doesn't happen. Yeah. That. Right. right. It's exactly yeah. right. Yeah, sometimes it's like when you have a job and you have to change jobs in order to get better, isn't it? You know? Or like if you break up with somebody and you're like, and, and they, <laughs> they go, they go to their, they go to their next relationship and they're everything so that much they, happier and better. Everything you wanted them to be, they're doing it with their new relationship. You're like, if you would have been yeah. like that, we would have never broken up. But they needed the breakup to learn. Yeah. Now I'm getting nervous. <laughs> My wife and kids are on the way, yeah. and I just started this job. Are you guys? Uh, no, 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 no. no. Just making sure. Yeah, Yo, you're sure. good. Evan, <laughs> it's a blast having you on and really appreciate you taking the time. You've just been extraordinary having you on and you've come on Gabe's show and this show and uh, the, the, love the show. Evan Cohen from Unsportsmanlike and you can hear it next week uh, and, and weekdays in the new year in 24. Looking Thanks, forward Evan. to it. Thanks, Evan. You guys are rad. Thank you. Thanks, Evan. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, that is uh, Evan Cohen from 92.9 FM ESPN and Unsportsmanlike. That was fun. That was fun. You can tell he's an NBA guy. He's good. No, yeah, he knows his stuff. He know. I mean, you do those serious shows and yeah, you're yeah. talking nonstop about Man. NBA for hour on top of hour. Yeah. And you get you get pretty good on the he league knows and he's his plugged stuff. in. I do like his perspective as a person who does a national show right. saying, yeah, maybe chill out a little bit. I think there's something to that. And, th- and I think that's the point that Jeffrey was trying to make. I know Jeffrey's doing a ton of hours, but I was listening to Jeffrey yesterday afternoon and we were talking about the parade inside of my city. Right. And I think Jeffrey's point about, man, don't do the parade. He was, it was sort of tongue-in-cheek. But I think his point is similar. Like, maybe we can get excited, have a full arena. We do the thing. We get Derek, you know, Derek Rose out there with yep. the pregame speech. We do the, the, the whole thing, and we just have fun. I, you know, he's not, he's not wrong. It's, I mean, when they, when, they, when they were first coming up, with, when they first started getting good, it was, it was always this quiet little under-the-radar 
hey, we're pretty awesome. And it's we, it's when we became like the uh, the NBA TV. Uh, uh, what's the what's the subscription package for uh, the Valleys or no uh, for NBA for all NBA games. Oh, the league pass, league pass. NBA we, league. We pass. became a league That's pass. That's very true. That's a good way to that say that. Only no, only the people yeah. who paid attention to the NBA yes. were paying attention to the Grizzlies and realized how fun mm-hmm. they were. Yeah, and so it, that was on the up when they were on the co- just right. coming up. That's right. They, and the national media, the big national media, was not paying attention, but we were a league pass darling. Yeah, and. It, they and would, that's okay, by the way. It's I great. That's a good place. Because you sometimes catch people that, that, who are right. not, who aren't, yeah. pay, aren't paying attention. That's right. Um, and so he's not wrong that that might be if they can become a league pass darling again, mm-hmm. to where you're n- just at the end of the year, like, hold up, are are, are they fighting for a seven seat? Yeah. You know, whatever. Yeah, they're yeah. out of nowhere. That's right. That would be pretty great to where there, there, there's because that means there's no drama. Absolutely. They're just fun and playing basketball. Well, and the highlights are a lot more fun there, too, because you're not talking about Ja off court. You're seeing him punch one yes. on on the center for the yes. Cavaliers. Yes. It's way more fun. It's way more fun. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with I you. I don't know if that's possible because he's such a big celebrity now yeah. that any anything he does is going to become part well, of the— Well, the, the, the sad part of this, and I hate this because we—and and I'm guilty of it, so I don't want to put myself above this— we do tend to hang narratives on humans and go back to our worst moment. And that is of course. what sucks about this story. Because it will forever, and I mean this, it will forever be part of John Moran's story. Oh, absolutely. 100%. And so you have to come to grips with that. Yep. And it's sort of like I tr- we don't all embrace the worst parts of our lives. But to a certain extent, we all sort of try to so that we can mask them and get over them. Sure. You know, whether it's being affable or, hey, I can't play, or I can't shoot, or I can't do this. Or, hey, there's the, that story about you that happened. Right. You know? Well, we're still so fresh out of this that it's there's no getting around it being literally the – every time the name is brought up, you go, oh, yeah, and also remember the gun thing? The gun thing, um, right. We're, we're still so fresh, but eventually, Kobe, you stop saying – you stop attaching the, the Colorado rape trial with Kobe to Kobe's That's name. That's fair. And that is, I, but but and that I was say, a criminal. Yes, it, it, to, but his greatness was so great that that made, and that's the same for Ja. His greatness great, will help him overcome his worst moment. It, and, and so, if this is Ja's worst moment, well, then that's it'll I, mask it heavily. Well, I'm not even saying. I, mean, I hate to say that's a win, but that is a win. If this is his worst moment, because number one, he didn't he didn't physically hurt anybody. No, he didn't do anything illegal. No, he just he we just talked about it this week. It was, the gun yeah, thing, yeah, it was just behavior unbecoming of the league. And it, and it, it is dangerous behavior, right. but again, nobody was hurt, and he didn't. He it was not like it, any kind of criminal prosecution was needed. So right. let's just say if that's his worst moment, and the most embarrassing thing was that he got suspended for twenty five games, and the rest of his career is just full of greatness, and and the, even the brass, yeah. uh, uh, the brass like you know uh, arrogance of and trash yeah. talking, it, but which is all done in kind of good fun. If that's what his image goes on for the rest for, of his yeah, career, yeah. then I th- it becomes way less of a... It dims it, for it, sure. It is always going to be it's that not thing be that's a there, big thing but it, will, yeah. not not be big. The, it no. will not be the first thing you say yep. four years from now, five years from now, if he continues on a path of being his awesome self and there's no off-the-court anything. Right. You will almost never talk about this. And that happened with Derrick Rose. I mean, Derrick yeah. had, a, had, a, had a situation in Chicago. I think his comeback is what really motivated him and you forget about that and you forget and, about and it. he's awesome 
and he has a role on this Grizzlies team, and you have the homecoming to Memphis. So well, that every, happens for a lot of these guys. Hopefully, everybody grows. If you're the same, same per- here, and same, and this, and that is not me being paid for, yeah. for you being. Perfect. If you're the yeah. same person at 31 as you That's are right. at 21, then yeah. something has gone wrong. You either you either did you did one or the other wrong. You either did 21 wrong, right. where you didn't you didn't go out and experience enough life, or you're doing 31 wrong. Most people do 21 wrong too. Or, That's the yeah. thing. Or you're doing 31 wrong, where you have not grown up and learned some lessons and stopped being the idiot you were at 21. You know, so, and I thought his dad was right on NBA. He was going on serious yesterday, and he made the point he didn't do anything illegal. And I. I to that, I would say, good for you. Well, you uh, know now what? is the time to point that out. When I was 21, there were a lot of things I did that were not illegal that were incredibly stupid. I think I did some illegal stuff. I did some illegal stuff as well. But if you want to just if you just want to make the yeah. apples to apples comparison, I did a bunch of stupid things when I was a young in my young twenties yep. that were not illegal. That by God, I would they don't never get exposed do. now. They, too, yeah. Like well, this. I wasn't a yeah. celebrity, and so yeah. nothing like that happens. Yeah. But yes, he's right. It wasn't illegal. You don't have to keep justifying that it wasn't illegal. That's right. You just just grow. Just as you grow up and you learn from your mistakes mm-hmm. and you learn to become not an idiot. Most people in their tw- early twenties are idiots, and they don't know it's they're true. idiots. They just are. It's so true. <laughs> uh, so the De- Desmond Bain, John Morant, Jaron Jackson, and the guys—they will go to Atlanta. And we will go for our ninth win of the season tomorrow night at 6.30 on 92.9 FM ESPN. Can't wait. A double-decker double of, uh, of Tigers and Grizz. So it's going to be a fun afternoon with the, the Tigers on national TV on CBS. Yep. And then you can uh, watch them, the Grizzlies, tomorrow night uh, in Atlanta. Should be a fun day of basketball tomorrow. Love it. Speaking of double-deckers, they brought back the, brought back the double-decker taco at Taco Bell, and I might have to get that for lunch today. Have they brought back the me- Mexi-Melt yet? I don't think they brought back the Mexi-Melt, but the double-decker taco just You're just very came excited back. about this. I love Taco Bell. Man, that gives me a bellyache. <laughs> These new this show this show running from eleven to two like having lunchtime right in the middle of the show I just think about food we get hosed because we have to be we're in here while people are eating exactly right it's two ninety nine for that Joker that's pretty good that's a nice double the double decker is a good deal double decker so double decker taco cheesy gordita they still selling that buddy you know they do yeah along with the double decker of Grizzlies Tigers and I'm gonna eat a double decker taco while I'm doing it next we will. We will accompany you for your lunch, whatever you're yes, doing for lunch today, uh, with the rundown and the runs. <laughs> you eat too many double-decker Thanks. tacos. We have uh, another massive deal going down for the oh, Dodgers. Man. It just makes me feel worse about being a Cardinal fan. It really does. Uh, we, you know, maybe we'll go around. They weren't the even NBA. in the mix for that guy. Not. I mean, are you kidding me? I mean, they'll never pay anybody that much money. Cheap, cheap skates. Yep. Uh, and then we'll talk about the NBA, and, so, and there are worse teams than the Grizzlies were in their first 25 games, and we'll point out one of them. It could always be worse. That's coming up next on The Rundown. You've got J.R. Moore and Brad Carson, and it's the Jason and John Show on 92.9 FM ESPN. I'm Michael Jenkins, helping you beat the books with BetQL. A top clash in the NHL tonight as the Jets host the Bruins. Winnipeg is holding down the third spot in the Western Conference, while the Bruins are tops in the East. The Jets are a solid 7-2-1 in their last 10, while the Bruins have dropped back-to-back games and have just five wins in their last 10. With home ice advantage and Boston struggling a bit, the BetQL model likes the plus money with Winnipeg tonight against the Bruins. I'm Michael Michael Jenkins, bet smarter and beat the books with BetQL, and download the BetMGM app today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 